Welcome to episode 474 of Fly Away. Over the past few years, we've been reminded time and again how much the world relies on travel. From supporting local economies to learning about new cultures, the experience that travel provides helps to make our world smaller and bring us closer together. Here at Outlander Travel, we've been proud to be a small part of bringing that to you through our weekly podcast. My name is George, and this week I'm joined by fellow Outlander Travel agents Sandy and Donna. Norwegian Cruise Line has several smaller ships that tend to do more unusual itineraries with smaller ports. The great thing about being on a smaller ocean liner is that you can enter ports that are not able to service the larger ships in the fleet. This can get you into some great destinations. Sandy and Donna were able to experience Norwegian's smaller ships and are here to tell us about the experience. So let's get started. So I think when we need to preface this that smaller is not really small. Right. These no, are still pretty, there are no really pretty small. good sized ships. Yes. <laughs> well, I'd say the Viking ocean ships would be considered small. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But Norwegian uh, doesn't yeah. have. Yeah. No. Have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like saying the small Royal Caribbean ship. Yeah. It is kind yeah. of like saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so these you, are just—they're just under twenty-four hundred passengers. Both of the ships we were on, which so. isn't too bad. Do you know what the occupancy was on them? Were they pretty full when you were sailing, or? Um, um, I think it was about ninety-five percent for me. Yeah, I think mine was pretty full too. I went at the end of October, and um, all that stuff in Israel had just broken out, and so they had canceled some sailings that went to Israel. So they told us that um, a lot of people had switched to our itinerary. And so that's why our ship ended up being fuller uh, than, okay. than we originally yeah. See, I was in smack dab in the middle of it. So it I happened like while I'm, I was at sea. Oh, I need to mention too, mine was a seminar at sea. So I was like, it was a special rate and it was, there was some training involved and stuff. Was yours? I wasn't Donna, that you were just, special. You were just a customer, right? A regular I was customer. just there, yes. Okay. Well, it was really a fact-finding mission for me because I had never been on Norwegian before. Um, we were scheduled to go on one, and it got canceled during the pandemic. And then I was supposed to go a couple other times during the pandemic, and those both got canceled as well. So I had never been on Norwegian before. And then on top of that... Um, I'd never been to Greece. And so I really needed to get there because, you know, I've got clients that are interested in it and I really needed to learn more about that part of the world. So completely fact finding. Nice. Good. So Sandy, let's start with your itinerary and it looks kind of different. I've, it almost, when I started reading it, I thought, Ooh, she's doing a Baltics cruise. Because you nope. left Southampton <laughs> and went to Amsterdam, and then it's like you suddenly did a U-turn and came down back down through France right. and Spain and Portugal. So, yeah, um, I, I got to add a couple of countries here um, to my list, but basically, I think this was—I don't—I don't really know when they came up this with this itinerary because if you look in their like their physical catalog, this cruise was not in it. And when you looked at what they had it listed as, they had it listed as round trip Southampton, which it wasn't. It ended in Lisbon. So, um, so I'm not really sure. It was like this one-off it kind of re- itinerary. It may have been a repositioning, getting ready to do a repositioning. So they wanted to be in the right place. Yeah, I think so. But I, yeah, 
it was it was kind of a one-off itinerary kind of thing but yeah we did we went to some really cool places um amsterdam and bruges i had just done on a river cruise so that was an interesting perspective to do it a little differently yeah and then we had two stops in france which i'll talk about and we did one stop in spain and ended in lisbon which is one of my new favorite cities that was amazing <laughs> loved lisbon and we stayed an extra night there so how long right, was so your like, itinerary, uh, Sandy? Nine yeah, nights. Okay. Wow. Same as mine. Mm-hmm. Is that, I've never sailed Europe. Is that more of common than your usual seven night Caribbeans? Um, well, is, so this was, yeah, ahead, for John. other parts of the world, but uh, for, for other parts of Europe, but the med usually are seven day cruises, but they usually go, one direction and then they come back the following direction. So usually okay. like you would start in Barcelona and end in Rome after seven days. And then you'd start your new itinerary in Rome and go to Barcelona and they go back and forth. All right. So it's like a North South Alaska itinerary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were, this was like shoulder season, like Donna had mentioned, like getting ready to reposition. And a lot of the crew was changing out too. So, um, so, yeah, but one of the things they did tell us since I had to do some training on this on this cruise um, and some classroom time, they said that one of the trends they're seeing is people wanting to do longer itineraries. So they're offering more itineraries that are more than seven nights on Norwegian. So it's kind of the trend. I guess if I was to spend that much money and that much time on a plane flying all the way over to Europe, I'd want to yeah. do a little bit Maximize more than seven it, yes. or, Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did because I added a, a day or two before and then I also added two days after or three days after. So, yeah, I definitely made sure my airfare was paid for and well used. Yep. Well, and I would say, too, one thing we noticed on our cruise was that um, it was a very diverse set of clientele. And, you know, I mean, I would say Americans were the majority, but there were a lot of people that weren't American on this cruise. So, um, and see, ours was yeah. completely the opposite. Um, oh yeah, because <laughs> we were shoulder season, and I noticed that uh, Americans were definitely the minority um, oh. on on the ship as well as in all the ports. There were a lot of Germans, a lot mm-hmm. of British, um, and actually on our ship we had a lot of Asians. A lot of people yeah. from China and Japan and India that had come come over. So interesting. All right. Yep. So Sandy, let's start with uh, Amsterdam. What did you do while you were in port? So we had an overnight in Amsterdam, which was super cool. And um, yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually did a tour that I booked outside of the cruise line. We did a red light district tour for that first night since we were there into the evening. Um, this is also where I went to an ATM and got my, um, debit card sucked up and lost it forever. (laughs) So, so I was really mad. Um, (laughs) but luckily I had a friend with me who was able to get some cash so we could tip her. Um, yeah, so it was kind of cool. I mean, we walked past the, the river cruise ship. So if you're on a river cruise in Amsterdam, you're docked a little closer than the ocean cruise. There was um, another, it was a Silver Sea ship that was docked there at the same time as us. Um, 
But that was it, just two big ships and then a couple of river cruise ships. And it's so walkable in Amsterdam. It's so easy to get around. Um, the next day was very rainy. So we basically just went and hit a store to get a couple things that we needed. Um, and then went back to the ship. We didn't do a whole lot. So, yeah. But I'll be there All right. again. And then you were off to, is it Bruges? Bruges? Bruges. Bruges. Yeah, Belgium. Okay. Yeah, so this was cool. I had done this one also on the River Cruise. And um, this was this is a really cool, like, medieval town. And there's when you get off on the cruise ship, you can do a tour with the cruise line. Or you can take a shuttle. And I think we paid about... for the round trip shuttle and they go like every 30 minutes. Um, and it was super easy. It was literally right when we got off the ship and yeah. So you just, it takes you over to the little town that is, you know, it's all a bunch of canals and shops and restaurants and chocolate (laughs) and Um, chocolate and chocolate. 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 (laughs) I went a little crazy with the chocolate again. Um, yeah, the chocolate. That's because it's the best chocolate in the world. <laughs> yeah, Belgium is known. And another thing too is when I was there in March, I really wanted the um, steam pot of mussels, and nobody with me wanted it, and so I didn't have it because I knew I couldn't eat all those mussels by myself. So my friend this time did want to have mussels, so we got to sit out in the little square outside, even though it was raining and cold. <laughs> when we were underneath the, um, um, you know, like a roof. But it was, they had heaters on and stuff. Um, yeah, that was kind of the theme of our trip until we got to Spain, rainy and cold. <laughs> but still, oh yeah, I really like, I like Bruges a lot. And, you know, I never mind going there. So was All right. And the next stop was France. Where in France did you stop? So we did two stops in France. One is La Havre, which on the itinerary, it says Paris. It is not in Paris. No. <laughs> um, it is a three hour drive each way to Paris. So we did not go to Paris. Um, we originally had booked a tour that would, you know, it was like a private taxi tour that would take us there, but we canceled that because we felt like, um, I don't know. We just kind of felt like we'd rather try to book something with the cruise line. Cause Norwegian always has the shore excursion credit promo going on. Um, but we didn't really see anything we liked and we really didn't want to spend six hours in the car that day. So we booked a walking tour around this little town and it was interesting, you know, I mean, I think, I think in the summer, this town would have been a little more exciting because it was kind of a beach town. This felt like a beach town that was empty, you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, the, the walking tour was fine. We didn't shop or anything. We basically went back onto the ship when we were done. Um, and then, you know, we were there a long time because you're, you know, in order to drive six hours, you have to be in port for 12 hours, you know? (laughs) So, um, so we were there a long time, but we didn't really go back out and do anything. Um, the next one on the itinerary, it says Bordeaux. We were not in Bordeaux. I don't feel like I've been to Bordeaux. Um, we did book something with the cruise line for that one. And if you didn't, you had to still pay like 20 or $25 for a shuttle into town because this port was basically in the middle of a field. There was nothing there. 
you couldn't walk to anything. So you had to either do the cruise line excursion or pay the cruise line to, for the shuttle to take you into the town. But we had done an excursion and it took us to a winery that was okay. You know, <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, uh, I was not super impressed with the, the French part of this itinerary, to be honest. I was actually looking to see how far you were from Normandy, but it was almost two hours. So not super close to there either. Oh yeah. You know what? I think there were some, I, um, some excursions to Normandy that you could have done on the Paris yeah. day. Um, but my friend wasn't interested in it. And so we didn't do it. I mean, honestly, if I was going to do anything, I would have, there were some other agents that did, um, they just got a taxi and had the taxi driver take them around Paris and they, you know, jumped out at the Louvre and got pictures. <laughs> I don't think they went inside. They just like <laughs> got a picture of the pyramid, got a picture in front of the Eiffel tower, you know, like they did that kind of stuff and yep. then came back and, you know, that's great. I just, um, I just didn't want to drive six hours, you know, like that's a, that's yeah. a lot of travel. And you've been day. to Paris. So, you know, Right. I know my friend hadn't, but she didn't care. So I didn't care. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, then we okay. went to Bill, Bilbao, Bilbao. I don't know. How Bilbao. Bilbao, Spain. And this is the Northern side of Spain. Um, this was our first sunny day. And this was another one that you could buy a, um, shuttle ticket from the cruise line into town, but I saw a lot of people walking from the port. You could walk to things from this port, so you didn't have to do that. Um, we did a panoramic tour with the cruise line. It took us to some really cool little spots, which I yeah, really enjoyed it. We got to go up to this lookout point. We got to see this really cool bridge that um, ferries people across, and I think it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Um, we got to go down to where the Guggenheim Museum is, which is, if you look up, this town, this is what you're going to see. The Guggenheim um, was really cool, but it was a holiday and it wasn't open, um, which was, that was fine. We took pictures around the outside. There were some street vendors and things going on down there. Um, but I do wish that they had given us maybe an hour at a shop or go into a cafe or something, you know, something to make you feel like you'd been in Spain because I didn't really feel like that <laughs> at yeah. the end, at the end of the day. And then um, day at sea and we ended in Lisbon and we spent an extra night in Lisbon, which I'm so glad we did because that city was awesome. Really liked it. So yeah, that was the itinerary. Cool. cool. All right, Donna, let's talk about your itinerary. Well, so, um, so I did, I started in Istanbul. Um, and like I said, I did a, a side trip and actually went, um, to Cappadocia for the day. I will not recommend that. Do not do it in one day. <laughs> I had to be oh. up at 4 a.m. to Ooh. be at the airport at 6 a.m. in order to catch the flight at 7 a.m. Get there, or 8, 8 a.m. and get there by 9 a.m. And then I flew out at on the 9 o'clock flight and got back, at, back to the hotel about 11-ish midnight. So, yeah, it was a very, very, very long day. <laughs> was that a cruise line thing or was that a Donna Well, I, I booked it on my own because <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. So if you do something, uh, a itinerary that starts in Istanbul, 
take a couple of days, especially if you want to go out to Cappadocia, because that's something that you need like two days to do. So, yeah. So anyway, um, so from there we went to Kusadashi. Um, the problem was is that they sprung it on us and said, oh, guess what? There's a marathon going on today. And um, most All the of roads the roads are closed. Are closed. <laughs> yes. So we can't get you in and out. So if you have this tour, this tour, this tour, and this tour, they're all canceled. No. Um, so I did not make it to Ephesus um, because I had actually fallen the day before and messed up my knee. And so they said, if you cannot... They had closed the uh, the more accessible entrance to Ephesus, and because th that's where the marathon was going through. And so, um, unless you could do exhausting, you know, hiking, they said don't do it. I'm like, okay, well, mm -hmm. that's it. So I just mm -hmm. went in. That was one of the great things about it, though, is Kusadasi. You could just basically walk off the ship and and wander through the village so it was very very easy to get in and out um the next port was santorini uh so this is a little interesting they've ch changed a little how they do it um so if you've got an excursion booked through the cruise line they take you by water taxi to a different port or a different uh port because it's all tendering so they they Pick the tender, it takes you to a different port, and then get you on the buses, and the buses take you around to the town. Um, I would highly recommend doing some kind of an excursion through the cruise line with uh, Santorini. Um, because they get you in there, they get you up to the town and everything, and then when you are leaving, you actually ride the uh, gondolas down, or you can walk down. Uh, and then you get on the tender from the port right there and in Fiera. They told That's us, where... make sure you don't be the last one out. Um, the line was, I waited in line for two hours to get on the gondola. And mm -hmm. I got there at three o'clock in the afternoon and we were supposed to leave at five. And at five, four, or five, four forty-five, I'm actually just now getting onto the gondola. It was another almost two hours later that they had to wait for all the people because there were so many. There were there were five cruise ships going in and out of Santorini that day. Wow! So so they're back in full force. Holy cow! Oh yes, but well, if if you had chosen to walk down, how long would that have taken? Uh oh no no we are not walking. <laughs> but you no. just said you could walk down. I mean, if that's it is an option though, right? It's all stairs. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know you don't like yeah, stairs. No, no we're, we're, we're not doing that. Uh-uh. And I gave myself two hours. I got there yeah. two hours early, but it took that long to get through the line. Oh, I would have been a nervous wreck. Oh, yeah, crazy. I was. And there were lots of people that were screaming and yelling because people were cutting in the line because they were afraid that the ship was going to leave without them. So yeah, it was not a pretty scene. Um, so I feel like I, I feel like we should like insert into here. One of the things they kept telling us on our cruise was to make a note of. Um, they would give us the the daily planner every night, and they said to make a note of the phone number to call <laughs> if yeah. you were like if you, something like that happened and you need to call the ship. So that 
number is in your port information and you can it take is. a picture of that every day or take that paper with you. So. But there were so many people, I mean, that didn't yeah. make it. So they, they had to wait and, yeah. you know, so. Interesting. Cause half the ship was not on the ship yet. Was there like a, like a breakdown or something? I mean, that's kind of No, they just had five cruise, they had five cruise ships and they didn't stagger them well enough. Huh. So FYI, make sure you give yourself like three hours to get down the gondola. Um, so from there, we went to Mykonos, and Mykonos was actually one of my favorites. Um, so Mykonos, I decided to do a tour of Delos, and Delos is, was the uh, Temple of Dionysus. And so it's one of the best wor- preserved uh, villages um, in Greece. And so we were able to walk through there. Um, now you had to take a, sh- a boat out there. They had a, a tent or a, basically a ferry boat that took you out there. We had about two and a half hours and then we came back and then I had lunch in Mykonos and got to wander the streets and everything. Um, but it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, couldn't have asked for better. The weather all around was pretty good all around, except for uh, in Split. And I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the next port was Athens. And of course, I had to do the thing that everybody does. I had to go to the Acropolis and the Parthenon. Um, so yeah, you have to. <laughs> you have to. Yes, yes. Um, and then they took us to lunch. Uh, I kind of wish I had actually not done the lunch in Athens. I wish I had actually spent more time in Athens and just did lunch on my own. Uh, from there, we went to Olympia, which was the birthplace of the Olympics. And we got to see where the Olympics and the uh, Temple of Zeus was and everything. And so and we saw the, the playing fields and things and the locker rooms and, you know, the, all of that. Really, really a neat sight to see. Um, and then our last stop in Greece was Corfu. And Corfu was actually the birthplace of the late Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip. And it's a very, very beautiful place, unlike most of Greece, which is very kind of almost desert-like or dry. Um, Corfu is very, very, very green and lush and cool and, you know, Mm -hmm. that actually has humidity. So it was, it was, fantastic and i would highly recommend doing corfu and if anybody's on the um, saint paul itinerary corfu is one of the places that you should be going from there we went to dubrovnik uh and that is in croatia dubrovnik is where they filmed most of the game of thrones and i got to see the old town area which is really 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 beautiful um i would recommend staying in dubrovnik don't do don't do any of the side excursions. Spend all the time in the old city because that's the really neat place to be. And the next stop, we were supposed to go to Split. Uh, however, we docked. Everybody was basically getting, I was head, getting ready to walk out the door and they made an announcement that they were pulling away from the dock. Hmm. Uh, the weather, the, the winds were supposed to be high that day. So they were worried about the, the lead lines. And so they wanted to, so they took us back out to sea. And so So we didn't didn't get get to go to to Split. Nope, did not get to go to Split. Uh, And then we ended in Trieste, and that was kind of, that was an overnight stay um, in Trieste. 
so they, interestingly enough, so I, I decided to go into Venice. Um, what you need to know about traveling into the Venice port, you don't actually are in Venice. You are either in Tri Trieste with Norwegian and some of the other cruise lines, you're in Ravenna. It's about a two, two and a half hour drive to get to Venice from Trieste. So I had not been to Murano and Burano, so that's what I did. Um, so I drove all the way there. Then they put us on a boat that took us over to Murano and then to Burano and then back um, to the port and then two and a half hours back to Trieste. Um, I would recommend if you're going to do one of these itineraries that quote Venice is in the itinerary, don't go to Venice, just spend the day in Trieste, kind of wandering around, take, take an easy day, but then head to Venice and actually spend a couple of days in Venice before you fly out. So like um, post-cruise? Post-cruise. Um, there's not really any... you don't any... get enough time. But, uh, so Venice had a problem, right, before like COVID with... Yeah, the year I was, I was in there in tw 2019 and... That was one of the last straws is basically one of those big, huge cruise ships. I don't even know which one hit another cruise ship. One of the smaller, like almost like river cruise lines. Um, I remember that was Uniworld. So one of the big cruise ships actually hit Uniworld uh, and was causing, they were causing so much damage to St. Peter's or I'm sorry, San Marco Square that the Venetian government basically said no more. Yeah. No more cruise ships, no more big cruise ships. But this is the interesting little factoid. While I was there, there was a Costa cruise. that was actually in port in Venice. Well, they're Italian, right? It's an Italian cruise line. So they yeah. made a little exception, I think, for the, the Italian Well, I mean, line. maybe it's just something they needed to, to control. You know, maybe they one ship is, you know, yeah. Well, good. I mean, that's good because over tourism was... That was, and, and they and started charging coming back. Too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, but I would not recommend going into town for Venice. Um, mm -hmm. Stay in Trieste, just spend the day there, you know, make it an easy day, but then spend a couple of days after the fact, because then you'll actually get to see everything you want to see and it's not rushed. So. So I think what I'm hearing from both of our experiences is that, you get a lot more interesting ports, like a lot of. It's very port intensive. Of, yes. Yeah. Port intensive, and a little bit longer. They are. And this is the other thing is that you, the only reason I got a day off is because they canceled split. Mm -hmm. Every single day you were in port and then you had an excursion. So. Yeah. Mine was, I had um, two days at sea on mine. And yeah. See, there were no sea days. Yeah. Well, there were no sea days scheduled. So this was your first Norwegian cruise, right? Yes. Yes. And not your favorite? Is that fair to say? <laughs> no, no. I, no. I a couple different things. So I I took the free at sea, um, mm -hmm. which there's a couple things that are part of that. Free at sea includes the Wi-Fi um, for a certain amount of time. You get the drink package. You get one specialty dining restaurant and you get $50 shore excursion credits for every port. For, right. 
Um, I didn't drink very much because the humidity was so low that I was drinking water. I, I allowed myself a soda every once in a while. <laughs> um, and then uh, as far as the internet, I, I ran out the first day. So I ended you, up having to pay 200 and upgrade. some dollars to upgrade the, the package. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the short excursion credit, I was locked into, I had to do Norwegian uh, excursions. And then when they canceled split and canceled Ephesus, I didn't really get a credit, a full credit for that. Um, so I lost, I basically only got back the, the amount I had paid, right? not the $50 that I lost. And I couldn't use that for another port because it wasn't right. my fault that they, they canceled. Um, and then uh, as far as the, uh, specialty dining, that was great. I mean, that was fantastic. But, you know, I paid for free at sea and I could have just paid for a, a specialty dinner and it would have been less. And just gotten internet. Yeah. So I'm the opposite of you. <laughs> I, well, I, I actually am a big fan of Norwegian. And um, I, the, one of the reasons I love it is the free at sea. And I know you have to pay the... Um, you know, you get the drink package free, but you're paying a, a good chunk of money towards the gratuities when you add that. I think it's like, I want to say it's like $150 a person now, maybe a little more for a week cruise. Um, but yeah. but I find them to be so cool about their drink. <laughs> this is so bad to say. I'm going to sound like such an alcoholic. Okay. When we're on other cruise lines, we were on a cruise earlier this year and my husband would walk up to the bar and order both of us a drink, right? And just give his card. They never asked for two cards. They would just give him the drinks. Well, in the background, they were charging us for one of those drinks, even though we both had the drink package, but they didn't tell us that. And then there's another cruise line that I, you know, go and I'll get their drink package and you have to actually give them two cards to get two drinks. And that's fine. You know, that's okay. As long as you all know the rules, that's good. But Norwegians just like, yeah, what you want? You know, here you go. <laughs> well, five drinks, here's five drinks. You know, like they make it really easy. I think because so many people have the drink package and I'm usually on Norwegian with a group of people. So, you know, we might be at the pool and I might run up to the bar and ask like five people what they want and they'll always give it to me. And so yeah. I really like, I like how they're very chill about that. I I actually well, this was that. just me, so it was like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I was drinking, I drink a soda once a day, and I drink water the rest of the time, and so it was just, now, it did was you, lost. Did you order the water, because the water's not included with the drink package, so. No, I was just um, filling up my 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 water jug. Yeah, that's what I'd I did, And i fill it too. up at the bar, and so, or fill it up at the sink, or whatever. They also do a, um like a water package you can purchase, like six or 12 water bottles or something like that. And they're big. So, well, they had, they did have that, but they were the, um, cardboard Uh and they had them in my room, but then they, this was the interesting thing. So they had them, they had a six pack of waters in my room and they were sitting on a shelf and I didn't know if I could have one, but then the one in the refrigerator said it had a price tag on it. Uh (laughs) So I'm like, I'm just not going to touch these, you know? Yeah. I don't need oh, that. You could have asked. Well, so we also, um, I've been having an issue with a bone spur. <laughs> so like I was limping all over Europe with 
cobblestones and mm. you know in the rain and all that but um our our cabin steward would bring me a bucket of ice every night because I was icing my foot for one but I would also just fill up my water bottle with the ice the whole time and so that was really nice that they were oh yeah he he was really great because I was messing up the pillows every night so like about Mm -hmm. three days in he brought me stiffer pillows oh that's cool (laughs) that's really nice yeah it 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 really was because the pillows were you know, at first, because I hate feather pillows and they're awful, but, you know, I love strong, sturdy pillows. And he ended up bringing them and I didn't even ask. So it was, oh, that's really cool. Hey, you are, you are, you're right about the internet, though. I, I, we had unlimited internet as part of our um, seminar at sea thing because they knew we had to work, but it didn't work very well. <laughs> and but, see, that's um, the thing is that, yeah. you know, if I'm playing for internet, and with the free, it should be, I get internet. So, so the, and that's the way it new, is with other lines. It's better on the newer ships. You do still have to pay to upgrade that because yeah, if you, you get that like 150 minutes and if you don't log out, you're going to, it just disappears, you know? And um, it was actually, we actually had decent coverage. I mean, I, I didn't have an issue with that. It was just that it wasn't enough. So one of the things they told us was that they're going to be getting, Starlink fleet wide. So that's coming. Um, so that'll be better. I'm sure you'll pay for it. <laughs> but yes, that'll be better. Yes. Cool. So, so where did you go for the specialty dining? So we went to Cagney's one night and then um, the Italian one, La Cucina. La, La Cucina? La Cucina. One night. La Cucina. um yeah and then we also went and had there was a noodle restaurant on our ship that was part of the complimentary dining but you could also order sushi a la carte and they had also um a bar that had like a sushi train one of those things that you could just grab what you want off as it goes by we didn't do that but train yeah but we did get sushi one night too so we had a little bit extra so I went yeah. to the French restaurant, Le Bistro, and it was amazingly good. Um, I had a great, great French wine um, that was their house wine. So it was amazing. Oh, nice. awesome. um, but what I really liked is all of the included dining options. That is one thing that Norwegian has that the other lines don't necessarily have. So they had... Of course, the buffet called the Garden Cafe, but they also had the Great Outdoors, which was on the back of the ship, right on the other side of the buffet. They had a patio bar, but they would also set up in between uh, dining hours. They set up a buffet, a small buffet there. So you could get like a sandwich or you could get uh, you could get omelets in the morning you if because if you missed breakfast at you know 10 o'clock in the morning you could actually go to the great outdoors and actually go get a fresh omelet they had a little omelet station uh they had dessert that's where they had the ice cream machine and it was overlooking the back of the ship so you could you know take really awesome pictures and everything um they of course had two dining rooms the other thing they had um they did have the orchid garden which was like it was a uh, Asian restaurant 
that was included. Now they did also have the tapenaki and the sushi, but those were extra. Mm-hmm. But you could go to the restaurant and just order off the menu and you would get, and that was included. And then they also had uh, a pub, O'Sheen's pub. Yep. And yeah. that one you could go get chili dogs and hamburgers. And that was, I mean, that came in handy, you know, sometimes late at night when, yeah. you know, I'd take it a, a little too much of a nap and I woke up and I missed dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's 24 hours, right? Um, that one is 24 hours and that really came in handy. Yeah. We did have a situation though on ours. Well, first of all, the pool deck was closed after the first day because we went through the Bay of Biscay and it was so choppy. I mean, we had so much like rough weather on this cruise that people were walking sideways the whole time. It was crazy. Um, and so they drained the pools and all of the um, outdoor areas were closed for most of it. You couldn't even walk wow. past the deck. Yeah. Um, but it was too cold to swim anyway. <laughs> but, um, but even their thermal spa, like I'm interested to hear if you saw yours, but the thermal spa was much smaller than what I'm used to. Um, I will say, uh, if you're on like a breakaway class ship, like breakaway, getaway, escape, um, encore, those thermal spas are amazing and they are so cool. And there's so many loungers and it's just such a huge section of the ship and they have salt rooms and snow rooms and all this stuff. Oh, no, we didn't have that much. No, we didn't have that on this either. So on this one, there was a small pool that they said was a lap pool, but you know, I don't know. I didn't, we only did the tour the first day and then there was like a small jacuzzi and then the small, like it's another small pool with these loungers in it that you would turn on the bubbles. And that one I think was probably like the room, the body temperature pool. Um, but they were small and I think there were only maybe four to six loungers. That's it. That's all there was. And, um, so ours was, yeah, quite a, li- a, a little bit different. So they had a thalassotherapy pool. That okay. was warm, but it wasn't hot. Um, and that one had the, the the amazing bubble thing in the middle. Yeah. And then they had I, the like shower head things. Okay, um, so that's that's bigger than what we had. Yeah. So they had that and then they had the they had like a lounge area at one end of it, and those were the, the metal bars that you lay on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then they had next to it was an actual jacuzzi hot tub. Mm-hmm. And that one was quite a bit hotter. Um, there were a couple of showers. There were like eight loungers, the ceramic loungers. And then they had some just regular chaise lounge chairs. Uh, they probably had about eight of those in the front of the ship um, overlooking the windows. Then they did have in the locker rooms, they also had a like almost like a single tub for one person that you could get in i guess naked because it was in the ladies locker room and then there was one i get i assume there was one in the men's room i did not go into the men's locker room (laughs) um but yes so they had that uh so was it closed off i mean could would you yes i mean it was a locker room so it had had showers and bathrooms and but like it's not a tub in the middle of the locker room right or yeah it was a tub in the middle of the locker room Oh, I wouldn't get, well, it, maybe Europeans would get in there naked. <laughs> well, but, I mean, I you could know. get in there yeah. with the bathing suit, but it was, it was right. basically designed for one person. 
Right. And that's it. It would not fit okay. two people. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Uh, I, the only thing I, I was really disappointed about is because the, the loss of therapy pool and hot tub and everything um, made so much noise. And they didn't have a, a barrier between that and the ceramic loungers or the, mm -hmm. the chaise loungers in front of the windows. It was very, very noisy. And then on top of that, we were over a nightclub. So I would go in there at, you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night because I went in there late in the evening uh, mm -hmm. and I'm hearing the thump of the bass. It really, it, it, it kind of ruined the whole relaxation vibe. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting because I never go that late. Whenever I go into those, but oh yes, yeah, I guess I'm, you uh, can, after dinner because yeah. you guys go to the shows, I go to the hot tub. Yeah, well, and then I there was another travel agent who had bought the week pass, um, and she was very disappointed because the seas were so rough they emptied those pools too, so there was nothing up there except those few loungers that you know uh, were They should have. They should have you know, at least refunded a chunk of her money. That's what I asked her. And she said she didn't even ask. And I, I kind of put that on her to be honest, yeah. because I think they would have, you know, well, and that's the thing is that, and I understand. So it was closed the last night, which I was a, a little upset about um, because I paid for the week, the entire time right. or the entire time I was there. Did it just, did it just close earlier that night or? I don't know. There was it, the doors were shut, and there was nobody in there. And I assume it was because they were cleaning. But the thing is, is shouldn't they be cleaning every night after all these people are using it? I, f I feel like stuff closes early the last night in general. So maybe that was it. Maybe it just closed earlier the last night. But this is one know. of those things that you know I take advantage of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I understand not booking any new treatments or anything because they got to close out the books. But as far as the, the pools and everything that should have been yeah. available, but I don't know. So overall I would, I, I'm still a big fan of Norwegian. I think the small ship was nice. I had actually a really relaxing time, even though it was so rocky and stuff. I, I like this size ship. Um, Oh yeah, um, I like the size of the ship, and I love the fact that they went to so many different ports, and mm -hmm. it was a little longer itinerary. Yeah, and my next one is going to be on the Escape, or not the Escape? Yeah, the Escape. <laughs> okay, so it's a little bit bigger, a little bit newer. Um, it'll have the the bigger thermal spa and stuff. So there you go. <laughs> All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please like our Facebook page, rate us, and be sure to tell your friends about us. You can find our previous episodes on the podcast page of OutlanderTravel.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. On behalf of Donna, Sandy, and myself, George, thanks for joining us this week. Gotta fly. Gotta fly.